Let the sand in the glass represent your life. Let the sand in the bottom of the glass represent the past. The sand in the top of the glass will represent the future. Now really think about this. The sand in the bottom of the glass represents the past. Everything that has happened right up to this moment in your life has been absolutely essential to make you the person you are to prepare you to do whatever it is you're going to do. I'm of the opinion that we never really know what we're preparing ourselves for. But if we're using the right ideas, we can be absolutely certain it's something great. Sand in the top of the glass represents the future. There's absolutely no way that any of us can tell how much sand there is in the top of our glass. And that was your Monday morning motivation from none other than Bob Proctor, one of the biggest names in personal development. Yeah, it's that time of year. Christmas is round the corner, mate. Start making those New Year plans. What are you on the whole New Year, New Me thing, yeah? Do you know what? It's never too early to start organising yourself. Just before the weekend, I had a big, massive clear out throughout all the junk I could find in my house. Reclaimed space. I'm getting rid of all my DVDs as well because who needs DVDs? I'm just going to trade them in at CEX and probably just use that credit and buy digital versions of my favourite films. The ones I actually really care about. So yeah, it's time to clear out the old and prepare to receive new blessings in your life. That's what I think. New decade, new year, new start. Let's go. So what have we got in this week's podcast? We're going to be talking about the new UK drone laws in effect as of now. Possible Twitter updates for 2020. Can we at least just have the edit button? Like seriously. And YouTube, the biggest platform for podcasts. All of that coming up after the intro. Are you sure you can blame it on social media? Election is good for business. Spending money makes you money. Bitcoin down more than 30% this week. Redesigned. You've got to put in the effort every single day. Running a business isn't for everyone. They need role models and not just movie stars and athletes. We are the digital influencers. They're creating content. There's no denying the power of digital media, but it also poses a real challenge. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Redesign Podcast. It's Andrew, also known as Mr. Box. Don't forget, if you want to get involved in the conversation, use the hashtag on Twitter, RedesignPod, all one word. And this is the podcast for creative and curious minds, where we discuss everything from consumer tech, new media and digital culture to mindset and entrepreneurship right here on the Redesign Podcast. So with that being said, let's get cracking with this week's podcast. All flights in and out of Gatwick, Britain's second busiest airport, have been suspended after two drones were seen flying near the runway. 10,000 passengers have been affected, with many facing long delays. Flights have been diverted as far away as Paris and Amsterdam. Gatwick has apologised for any inconvenience, but said safety was its foremost priority. 
There's drones dropping millions of dollars worth of drugs in prisons all over the world presently, and that prevents the guards having to bring it in, and it prevents the prisoners from having to smuggle it in because you're strip-searched all the time. So I've been really paranoid about flying my drone. I bought a drone, I bought my first drone back in 2016. I've probably mentioned it on an earlier podcast. Um, but for those of you who don't know what a drone is, a drone is basically a unmanned aircraft also known as a UAV, which stands for Unmanned Aerial Vehicle. But most people know it as just like a flying camera. I could have just said that in the beginning, but that is actually the definition of a drone. Drones originally came from the military. And um, yeah, these days people use them as flying cameras. They use them for aerial photography. They use them for aerial videography. A lot of travel vloggers use them to capture those beautiful scenic landscape shots from an aerial view and yeah there's been a lot of controversy surrounding drones especially over the last couple of years relating to incidents with airports and also delivering contraband to prisons so yeah i mean drones are an amazing piece of technology it's one of the biggest innovations probably since smartphones but they haven't been that well received by the governments of you know various countries around the world they're all clamping down on it and the thing is there's a lot of anxiety surrounding drone usage not just like your own backyard but also when you're traveling nowadays it's very tricky to kind of know where you're allowed to fly can you even bring it on the airline that you're flying with and all of that stuff but November 5th this year here in the UK we have actually finally got regulation from the CAA if you don't know what the CAA is google it actually I'm joking I'll tell you what it is the CAA is the Civil Aviation Authority and those guys are in charge of the regulation of aircraft so anything that uses the UK airspace you have basically got to report to these guys so what's happening now is any person that has a drone has to register from this day forward. They've gone until the 30th of November. Anyone who is a drone user, so you might be a photographer or videographer. If, you, if you're using a drone for your work, obviously for commercial purposes, that's a different set of laws. You definitely have to get a, um, a license for that. You have to get insurance, all of that stuff. But more so speaking about the consumers, people that kind of use it just for fun. They film vlogs or, you know, they just use it for fun or to shoot music videos or whatever. And they're not really, you know, licensed. You're going to have to register your drone. Yeah. And um, if you're caught flying it without being registered, you're going to get a thousand pound fine. So this will basically apply to any drone that weighs over 250 grams. So basically, if it's not a toy, even toys, you've got some toy ones that weigh more than that. But basically, if it's even the smallest DJI drone, which was only recently the uh, DJI Spark, you still got to register it because it weighs around 300 grams or 350 grams. But this is where the new Mavic Mini comes in. So there's a new product called the DJI Mavic Mini, which literally fits in your pocket. It's amazing. I'll probably get one maybe in the summer. It depends. Really depends. Because I haven't flown my drone since 2017. Two years it's just been sitting in a box. Which is kind of ridiculous. But it's basically because of the anxiety surrounding, you know, can I fly? Where can I fly? Where can I fly? You know, and you, you've got to kind of keep it 50 meters away from buildings and property that you don't own or control. 
You've got to keep it around 150 meters away from people. You're not allowed to fly over people. Uh, obviously, you've got to keep it away from airports and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's kind of taking the fun out of everything, to be fair. But I think the regulation will be good because if anyone tries to challenge you, you can prove that you're licensed. So that will probably shut them up very, very quickly. So do you own a drone? Are you considering buying a drone maybe for summer next year? Let me know if you own one. And if you do own one, when was the last time you flew it? Have you had any problems with like finding where to fly and stuff like that? Have you been challenged by authorities? So I'm talking about councils. Have you been, have you received a fine? Have you been told to land your drone or not to fly it somewhere? Hit me up using the hashtag RedesignPod. Get involved in the conversation. Things that make you go, Did you know more videos uploaded to YouTube every month than the three major broadcasting networks combined over the course of six decades? And YouTube is the second largest search engine, only second to Google with three billion searches a month. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity on YouTube, you know. Don't sleep on YouTube, you know. I know podcasts are really shiny right now, but don't sleep on YouTube. Hmm? Hmm. So it looks like Instagram is actually going to give up the public likes. <laughs> it's a real thing. So we heard from the CEO of Instagram and he spoke on um, their forthcoming test on Instagram private likes in the US. So if it's going to happen in the US, the biggest market, you can be sure it's going to happen to the rest of the world, the UK and all of that very, very shortly. What are your views on like counts? If you're uh, a creative, I suppose it'd be a good thing because you can literally create without having to worry about what is getting more likes. You just do your thing and don't really worry about it. Let's hear what the CEO of Instagram, Adam Mosseri, has to say about hiding likes. Let's go over to that little uh, conversation now. I have written a lot about demetrication and about what changing the metrics looks like. Um, where does Instagram stand on that right now? So right now we're testing, uh, making like counts private. So you'll be able to see how many people like the given um, uh, photo of yours or video of yours, but no one else will. Mm. And in seven countries, including Brazil and Japan um, and Canada, uh, we're actually uh, announcing that we're going to start testing in the U.S. next week. Not the whole U.S. at once, um, but just so you, some of you. That's exciting. So those of us in this room some who are Instagram users may, as soon as next week, see. Some of you definitely will. There's not, or not see, see likes. There's, there's a couple hundred people in here. So yeah, definitely a couple of you are going to have um, private likes, I hope. That's huge. You, are you into this idea? Are you all, you're all very, yeah? yeah. All right. I'm just so trying to get a temperature. Especially, especially in terms of how it affects young people. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. it's about it's about young people. The idea is to try and depressurize Instagram, make it less of a competition, give people more space to focus on connecting with the people that they love, things that inspire them. Um, but it's really focused about young people. On young people, um, we have to see how it affects how people feel about the platform, how it affects how they use the platform, how it affects the creator ecosystem. But I'm um, been spending a lot of time on this personally. There you have it, Instagram. It's going through a lot of changes. I wonder what it's going to be like in 2020. What is Instagram going to look like as a platform in the next year? What we gonna do right here is go back, way back. Back into time. 
If we machines break down, you humans get cross. Hence our new Panasonic video. He is so reliable. His solid die-cast chassis and direct drive video head are engineered to give perfect pictures for years and years. Panasonic's new MV7200. In the world of humans, he's the video built to survive. They don't deserve you. So, Twitter, one of my favourite social media platforms. Probably the second social media platform that I joined. I've been on there since maybe around 2010. Either 2009 or 2010. I think that's when I joined Twitter. Um, yeah, they're constantly changing, but they don't really introduce new features very often. But they are working on some potential updates for 2020 according to a variety of sources including social media today and also adweek they're working on um, some changes that can be implemented next year one of them is the ability for twitter users to actually remove themselves from a conversation if their at is mentioned or if they've been tagged in an image um, although they can mute the conversation there isn't any way to kind of like remove yourself um, so they're working on that at the moment they're testing that the good thing about that is it kind of eliminates the possibility for spam so you know like people like to tag people that have nothing to do with their post just so that their post gets seen by those people's followers yeah that's going to put an end to that which is quite good so twitter is also testing the ability to um, restrict retweets on certain tweets this is a really good case for like if you don't want a reply to a comment to be retweeted because if it's taken out of context then if you're just replying to somebody you might not want your tweet to be retweeted to to everyone else then you can actually restrict um your replies for being retweeted which i think is quite a good idea um in some cases especially like if a tweet starts to draw attention for unintended reasons i think that could be a good look and also twitter are working on a way to prevent um users from being mentioned in tweet threads so you can't just use someone's at if they don't want you to so you if you want to use someone's at they have the right to kind of like block it which is good which helps like in cases of trolling or abuse or bullying i think that would be a definite good look for twitter twitter's quite a, a mad place you know as i said when i was talking to advice it's, it's one of the funniest it's so toxic but it's so funny you know um people get dragged every day on that platform there's no day that somebody doesn't get dragged listen it keeps you on your toes you've got to be very careful what you say and do on twitter i'll, I'll tell you that now and especially if you are trying to build a personal brand so yeah you don't want to have your name be mentioned in something you can actually block people from using your your at i suppose they could just type in your name but at least it might reduce some kind of friction and according to adweek.com, Twitter are working on a way for users to tweet only to specific hashtags. So you can only see that tweet if you check the hashtag and also you can retarget it to different interests or groups of friends, giving them a way to kind of like specifically target audiences for their content. I think that's quite useful. It will definitely help people who are marketing a, a product or service um, or those who are trying to build an audience of some kind I think that'd be quite good with all of that being said can we just get the edit feature seriously it's something so basic there's so many times I've 
I've put out tweets and I'm like, yeah, this tweet is gonna bang. This tweet is fire. And there's a spelling mistake. Well, I've, I've just made a mess of the tweet and all I want, and it's starting to get traction. It's like five or six retweets and I need to delete it. Like, can we please just have the ability to edit tweets? That's all I want. That's all I want for Christmas. But news just in, Twitter's rolling out another new feature before we get all the useful features that we're all hoping for. It's a feature called Topics. This comes from the realization, according to digitalinformationworld.com, this comes from the realization that a lot of people use Twitter in order to stay up to date on certain topics. And the feature itself seems kind of like inspired by the website Reddit, where it focuses on specific topics so people can actually engage in subjects that they're actually passionate about. Kind of like an online forum or group, which I think would be quite cool. But please, let's just get the edit feature, man. Seriously. So this is supposed to be rolling out this week. So look out for it. Let me know if you're seeing the uh, topic tab on your Twitter account. Don't forget while you're at it, follow me on Twitter at Andrew underscore CBX. Make sure you chime in on the conversation here with the podcast on the hashtag redesign pod. Anyway, let's go for a quick break. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a fan of podcasts in general. And there's so many different places where you can listen to podcasts. And there's been a lot of people moving away from SoundCloud to Spotify and Apple Podcasts uh, recently, but mainly Spotify. Spotify has taken a lot of market share away from SoundCloud for a lot of the podcasts I listen to, at least. And there's been a recent study that shows that YouTube is actually the number one place for people to listen to podcasts, even though YouTube is not an audio platform, which is crazy. So I wonder what YouTube are going to do with that information, because if they created a separate podcast app or managed to integrate a separate podcast area into their platform, I think that would worry a lot of podcast app providers. Because you still got the other podcast places like Acar, Stitcher, Breaker and other places like that. I've always wanted this feature. Like, you know, the YouTube comments where you can just literally, as you're watching a video, you can just type in a comment. There's no way of doing that with podcasts. Like you literally have to go on an external platform on social media like Twitter or Instagram to actually join in in the conversation. Whereas if YouTube just implemented that feature and made a space for audio only podcasts, I think that would be amazing. But um, for now, like people are just putting the video versions of their podcasts on YouTube. And the reason why that's quite significant is because podcast discovery is appalling at the moment. It still is. It's not really easy to find new content. But um, with YouTube, the intent behind it is search based. Like they want to find something very, very specific. So they don't even know they're looking for a podcast half the time. They're just typing in something very specific. It's the world's second biggest search engine anyway. Like the opportunities to grow your podcast on YouTube are probably like it's amazing you know and some people have asked me why haven't i done visuals for redesign podcasts because i'm a one-man band but that'll probably change you never know um working on a few bits and pieces trying to see how i could possibly do it but you never know you might see something popping off in the new year mate do you know what i mean redesign pod visuals on youtube 2020 can i get it, amen if you would like to see that hit me up use the hashtag redesign podcast 
I just got my own hashtag wrong. It's not redesign podcast, it's redesign pod. So so hit me up on Twitter using the hashtag redesign pod, all one word. And don't forget, Cool School, January the 9th is the first session. If you don't know what Cool School is, Cool School is a night school and social club for millennials. I say grown-ups. I did say millennials in the beginning, but let's just leave it as grown-ups. Yeah, so it's a place for you to learn, connect, meet people, have fun. There'll be snacks, refreshments, all of that stuff. And tickets are just £10. This is going to be held every Thursday in six-week block sessions. So after six weeks is up, then we go for a little break and then we come back with a new, fresh set of topics. And um, yeah, there's also games, icebreakers, and it's a way to make new friends because networking, let's be honest, networking is broken, absolutely broken. People hate networking events. I think it's pointless because you just actually don't get to network. People just come with their friends anyway, and like you don't really end up remembering anyone's name. So how do we get around that? Basically, we call the register every week. So you've got to answer, your, you've got to answer the register like you're in school, and that way you get to learn people's names. And the fact that it's every Thursday, like a typical networking event is a one-off. The fact that it's every Thursday, you get to know people. So that's the whole point of it. So it's a new concept in edutainment. I like the word edutainment. I use the word edutainment as a phrase to describe it because you're getting to learn stuff and you're being entertained at the same time. And also there's going to be special guests as well. You never know who's going to pop up. If you want more information on that, you can always go to thisiscoolschool.com or follow us on Instagram at coolschoolgram. That's Cool School Gram on Instagram. So uh, make sure you get your early bird tickets. The early bird tickets are limited. So I'll try and get that as soon as possible. Otherwise, tickets will be £15 each. So get your £10 tickets while they last. So just go to thisiscoolschool.com and that will divert you to the Eventbrite where you can buy um, your ticket. Or if you want to get a discount, if you buy all six sessions you get a massive discount. So you get six sessions for £39 and that will take that will allow you to attend all six sessions at no extra cost. So check it out. This is coolschool.com. With that being said, that is it for this week's podcast. I'll be back next Monday for another episode. Take care and bye for now. Redesigned. 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 Redesigned.